Hi beautiful, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Gentle Podcast. Here we talk all things that nourish the mind, body and spirit, giving you inspiration and actions on living a centered, purposeful and vital life that feels aligned with your divine feminine nature. I am your host, Rachel White, a yogi, coach, and heart-centered human here to provide a gentle space for healing and thriving. Let's get into this episode. We're back for another episode of The Gentle Podcast. I have Sam with me now. Welcome, Sam. Hi, how are you? Good, good. So Sam is um, runs her own business called The Wisdom Within. And I'm really excited to talk to her about embodiment, mind, body, emotion, spirit, and all that good stuff. So let's start, Sam, by you just giving us a little bit more of an introduction, what you do, who you are, how you got to this point in your life. Sure. Um, I feel like we could be here all day with all of that. Um, So my name is Sam. I uh, have a company called The Wisdom Within. And um, it's kind of this alchemy, a little bit of an aggregate of many different modalities. So I blend Reiki, um, yin yoga, and meridian yoga therapy from Chinese medicine, Mm -hmm. um, somatic therapy, and meditation. And all of these things are sort of designed to work together depending on where each individual person is um, to get them to a place of embodiment and listening to their bodies. all of the innate truth that lives in the, the physical being where um, mental, emotional tension gets stored. Um, when we tend to live in our minds, uh, especially in this Western culture, uh, we lead with this intellectual, we lead from the intellect versus listening to uh, the intuitive place in the body. So all of these, the aggregate of all of these tools is designed to help people um, navigate their internal landscape and understand what's going on there as it relates to the way in which they're interacting with the world around them. Yes. Love that. Yeah. Where did your journey begin to take you into this kind of work? Yeah. So um, up until about three years ago, I was still working as a financial planner in the fashion industry. And I guess to backtrack about two years before that, um, I was in a treatment program for a very serious eating disorder I had. And um, I was completely disconnected from my body entirely, like had all kinds of digestive disorders. Um, Obviously the unhealthy relationship with food and body dysmorphia I had like chronic anxiety, absolutely crippling. I couldn't even go to the grocery store and like pick a flavor of yogurt. It all was so overwhelming. Um, And I really had no understanding of the way in which all these things were connected. Mm -hmm. Um, So I came through this this thorough, if you will, treatment program and came out on the other side of it really able to... I was like connected to my body for the first Mm -hmm. time ever. And I didn't even know that I was disconnected because I had nothing to compare it to. So I started to exercise gently from a healthy place and I I found yoga in that process. And, you know, initially was like 
kind of resistant, um, would leave before Shavasana kind of thing. Over time though, um, I ended up doing my first yoga teacher training and a matter of months later ended up quitting my, my job in corporate fashion. And that led me to hundreds and hundreds hours of more yoga and meditation training. Um, Mm -hmm. my Reiki attunements as I was becoming more sensitive to the energy in my body and ultimately leading me to a somatic therapy program. So all of these things have sort of, I, I in a way, want to say they like accidentally happened one after the other, but um, yeah. I don't really believe anything is an accident. So yeah. that it was really, um, you know, the, the moment of reconnecting to my body or the, it's, it's an ongoing moment. It's every day I'm still learning something new, but it was really uh, taking the dive into my treatment program that was the catalyst, I think. Yeah, I love that, how you're just combining your personal experience with all this learning to deliver like amazing healing and programs and everything else to your students and clients and the rest of the world now. That's really beautiful. You said that your journey kind of started with your physical body. And I think Mm -hmm. that's really common for a lot of people as well. Like if they're disconnected in their mind or spiritually, it's sometimes it's a little harder to notice, but when your physical body is like screaming out for attention, sometimes you can't really ignore the things that are physically happening. Do you want to talk a little bit about like the mind, body, spirit separately and then together? Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like what's the connection, the interrelation? Um, and yeah, let's dive into that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we can almost do a tops down kind of thing here. Yeah, uh, so the mind is very helpful for um, practical day to day usage. Um, you know, right now, one of the things I'm always like, you know, the mind is really great to be doing my taxes. I don't know if you have a different tax season there. Um, so really helpful for um, intellectualizing our way. And it is a very kind of like masculine quality to be um, living up here. And we need it. Like we can't always just be living in complete flow state as much as I, I would love that. Um, but we tend to get really trapped in um, unhealthy thought cycles. And every, every time we think an unhealthy thought, whether it's a judgment of ourselves or the world around us, um, people, things around us, it creates an imprint. And uh, as we, every, it, with, with habits, right, with any habit, good or bad, um, we deepen and deepen and deepen every time we engage with those thoughts. So, you know, a practice like meditation is really helpful to understand and calm and start to rewire what's happening in the mental. Yeah. Um, So mental tension unresolved manifests in the body, as does emotional tension. So, you know, we may have a a thought that uh, activates an emotional response, right? So I feel... Uh, or I guess I have a thought that like, I'm not good at yoga, right? I'm not good at yoga. And Mm -hmm. that activates some sort of, like that makes me sad, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. And so then the sadness manifests in my physical body. And usually like a a grief is associated with lungs, it's the chest, it's the heart. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is the way that whole system 
kind of works together. Um, yeah. And they're all parts of the body that are working together, but sort of specific storage units for different emotions. Um, and then the spiritual component to that is the way in which that limits your connection to what is bigger than you and your mm-hmm. ability to connect with others, to connect to like this universal energy that is really vibrating through all things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, this like, I guess, sort of, hot term if you will these days like it's a vibe that's real like you we whether you're a quote-unquote energy person or not you walk into a room and someone's energy is just like really big and vibrant and you're attracted to it and when they're maybe going through something really hard they're um have some anger or something you're probably gonna avoid them whether you're consciously doing so or not so mm-hmm. that's sort of the spiritual aspect of this is what is your like unique spark in the greater picture and how are you kind of keeping yourself armored or um, where can you open yourself up more to um, you know be open to receiving um, all sorts of exchanges in, in what's happening around you Yeah. So with the mind, you said that unresolved thoughts and emotions result in, I can't remember your your exact wording, but things happen in the body. Yeah. They get trapped in the physical. Yeah. So how does someone go about resolving the thoughts and the emotions Mm -hmm. that you're talking about? Because you mentioned meditation and I absolutely agree. Meditation is so powerful. I think that sometimes, and I hear this a lot when people start meditating, it's like, okay, they're listening to all these thoughts. Maybe they're starting to observe them. Is there a next step in actually the resolution of them? Yeah, that's such a great question. And that's sort of the beauty of why I feel called to combine all these modalities because I think meditation is incredible. It's an incredibly powerful tool. But to get started, there are some clients I work with where I'm just like, we're not ready for that yet. Mm -hmm. So there really is kind of like a tops down or bottoms up approach that you can take with this. So you could, you know, start with working from the mind to understand the the body, Mm -hmm. or you can work with the body to understand and, you know, release what's happening in the mind. So a practice like yoga Um, I specifically teach like yin yoga, which works with the Chinese, um, Chinese medicine meridians. And there's also, I study some, a form of somatic therapy, soma being the body where, um, there's, there's different exercises that we can do in, it's a combination of talk therapy and somatic exercises, but, you know, to intellectually, again, understand what's happening isn't a enough so you can go to a talk therapist and understand it and that feels really nice but ultimately we want to get to the core of it and the core of it is living in the body it's a cellular makeup that and so your body remembers whatever this mental or emotional imprint is it the body is what's holding it so with some of these somatic exercises you can um start to release that energy on a cellular level and it literally like shatters it um and th- this work does take time, you know, it's not necessarily like a one and done. And as you start to peel back the layers, um, 
more and more can unsurface because we've buried so much just mm-hmm. without even realizing it. Um, so yes, yeah, so you can work with the body to understand what's happening in the mind as well. Um, you can say that you're feeling a specific emotion, like, you know, I feel anger. And then uh, I could understand like, all right, well, I know where anger in the body lives, specific lines that we could work with, mm. release the anger and in a safe and healthy and contained way. Um, and then what's actually behind the anger will come out. So usually anger, as an example, is sort of just like a mask for a sadness or a fear or something like that. So um, it gets really interesting and it's not a super linear process, but there's a lot of different ways to come at it based on where the person is. And, you know, sometimes it's even just a very passive practice where Mm. they just need something very gentle and maybe we just do Reiki and don't even need to, to talk about it necessarily, but the energy has moved and flowed and released and, you know, there's a, there's a freedom in that as well. Yeah. And that's amazing how like, there's just so many different modalities and so many different ways you can approach your own healing or releasing or understanding yourself at a deeper level. And I loved how you talked about, you can start with the mind or the body could even start spiritually as well. Everyone's different and everyone can start with whatever, whatever feels good for them. And there's so many different options to start exploring any areas of our whole being. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it does all work together. Like none of it is different. Um, so it gets, it gets super interesting. Yeah. So do you think that if someone is just so they start with their body, do you think they can get to like a holistic level of health, wellness, vitality, just focusing on one aspect, or do you think it really has to be a focus across all areas of their, of their being? I think it has to be a focus across all areas and focusing on the body can, can get you there. Focusing on the mind can get you there. What works for me personally is kind of working with all of the modalities. And that may just very well be because I'm, I'm constantly in studying and, and trying to um, develop my tools as a practitioner. But you know, there are master meditators out there who have resolved physical tension by resolving their mental tension, just sitting in meditation for extended periods of time. Mm. There are yoga practitioners who have resolved mental tension just by, you know, really actively working with their yoga practice. So it, I, it all really depends on the person. And so much of this is, is meeting people where they are Um, as a, as a guide. I really don't believe that there is one size fits all for everything Mm. or for everyone. You know, it's, it's a different journey and, you know, we're, we're all kind of looking towards the same end goal, which is like freedom and love and joy. Um, and there's many ways to get there. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations or just simple practices anyone listening could do? Like you've mentioned meditation. Is there any practices everyone listening could start to do at home to start to even just explore their own body, mind, or what might work for them? Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, the first thing that I always kind of check in with people on is their breath and the way in which they breathe. This was, this has been game changing for me in my process and continues to develop for, um, 
for tapping into different parts of myself, um, my entire being. But, you know, many of us are breathing either very shallow, you know, just breathing into the chest or breathing very deeply, but not very fully. So a deep breath kind of just constitutes that you're breathing into your belly, but a deep full breath is belly into chest. And that's, that's really what we want. So the breath is what our energy rides on and it's the universal life force and um, emotions are just energy in motion. So particularly if we're talking about tension, physical, mental, emotional, whatever, a a, um, contraction or a gripping or a holding on, the breath is the catalyst for starting to let that go. So um, it can be something as simple as just noticing what is happening in your, your physical body when you are activated into like a stress or an anxiety response. Just like noticing those parts of your body. You can take 30 seconds to close your eyes, notice them and take a few deep breaths. And that's kind of like a starting point where, where I would go with people is just to be there and breathe. Um, I, ideally, you can stay there until it passes, but that may you know, take some time if this is all brand new to you. Stay there and take some deep breaths. Um, eventually, when you work with, with just sitting and breathing, which is actually, like, I'm, I'm not even going to simplify it. That can be really challenging for many of us. You can start to understand the why it's being activated, why this emotional response continues to happen. And really um, holding yourself in it rather than like resisting it or feeding it, holding yourself in that place. Like, okay, I acknowledge that this is happening is an, is an active presence thing and staying in this moment. And then when it passes, it's a really nice reminder of everything's always changing. So like, this isn't permanent. This is not a permanent state and being present to it um, is where I can decide to change it as well. And again, not saying that these are simple practices, but it's it's a good starting point. And it does kind of start to trick the mind a little bit where um, you're like, okay, anxiety, like, I see you. I see you. I acknowledge that you are here. Um, and I, I, I choose not to participate in that story anymore. So that that's sort of an offering that um, I use with myself still all of the time. And that's such a holistic approach as well, because like you were talking about at the start, that our thoughts impact our emotions, which impact the body. So it's everything's interrelating. And with the anxiety example you just gave, it's like you can recognize the feeling, you can be in that moment, breathe, let it pass, know that it's just energy moving through your body and you don't have to engage in the thoughts that are attached to that and then deepen that anxiety experience in that moment. Sure. Yeah. And you know, if, if you're in a space that's conducive to doing so, like I always encourage some sort of audible breath out, Mm. like really let a sigh go um, because we hold so much. And, and that is a huge part of full breathing, like deep releasing, like let whatever feels stale in there go. It's, it's really nice to, to make some noise with the breath every now and then. Uh, but it really does just breathing brings your body to life um, in all of the ways. So Amazing. Are there any other topics or anything else you would really love to talk about? 
Oh man. I mean, I could talk about this stuff for days. I think, you know, all, all of this was like a really, really wonderful synopsis. Um, and I know, or I suppose some of the feedback that I get often is that, um, it can all feel a little bit overwhelming to start. And I can speak to my personal journey where when I was initially like, I have these crazy digestive problems. I have all this anxiety, no idea that all of this stuff was connected. And, you know, I like went to see every doctor, no one could really tell me what was wrong. What we're really working for, like this place of getting to embodied wisdom or the wisdom within is working to, to kind of peel back to layer, the layers of what's always been there. Mm-hmm. So we've always had the answers and we've just creative, created stories based on, you know, things that have happened in our entire life. Um, that's just the human disposition. That's what we do. We've created all these stories that are blocking us from accessing that intuitive, intuitive place. So I, I suppose all of this is to say that like, really practice listening to your body. Like if there is an anxiety response happening, maybe like a more advanced thing that happens after just sitting with the breath, have a conversation with it. Like ask it what what it's doing there. Like what does it need? What does it need? Oftentimes you'll be surprised that you you do get an answer and trust whatever it is, even if it seems super weird and silly to start with. Like this is a practice of learning to trust your innate wisdom. It's, it's all already there. There's, um, without getting like too very Buddhisty and spiritual, uh, there is nothing out there in the world that you haven't created with your mind. Like you couldn't, you couldn't see the world in the way that you do and have the responses to the world in the way that you do if you didn't have those sparks inside of you good and bad, mm. quote unquote, good and bad, because we don't want to get too caught up in labeling things. But um, that the things in life that you think bring you joy, you created that joy. There's, there's no like, there is no essence in ice cream or like, you know, uh, I don't know what another fun activity is to do, ice skating. Um, there's no essence in that, that is bringing you joy. Like that is something that has always been with you and you are activating it yourself in these activities or, you know, like in the ice skating, eating the ice cream, whatever it is. So just know that whatever you need is already in there. Mm -hmm. And I just really encourage listening, like trying to listen to your body. We have all of these idioms in our language around this idea of like what this somatic experience is like can't stand on his own two feet speaks to like not being grounded in the body. Mm-hmm. Listen to your gut, like the intuitive center of, of the body really. Um, even the idea of a broken heart, you know, like that's correct. That is, that is a very accurate um, way to speak to what happens in the energy center when we're dealing with, with grief and sadness. Mm-hmm. So um, and you know, there's, there's a whole long list pain in my neck. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, really listen when you have an upset stomach, sure. Maybe it's like all of the guacamole that you ate, but also maybe not, you know, maybe there's really something there. So, um, 
hold yourself in that and like get curious. And, and if you're open to it, like have a conversation with those parts of you that are, that are speaking up. Um, I guess the last thing I'll offer on top of that is because all of the quadrants sort of work together. Mm-hmm. When you are experiencing something emotionally, the part of the body where that emotion tends to live becomes more susceptible to an injury mm. or an openness, you know, or like a, a, a healing moment if that's where the imbalance was lying. Um, so, you know, we could say like a shoulder injury left side, left side is feminine energy, right? So like a left side shoulder injury has something to do with, um, your, your, uh, love compassion state with a feminine energy in your life, perhaps. So you can really start to identify, start to piece together the, the puzzle of, um, you know, what's happening in your life right now and how it's affecting your physical state. And your physical state is a reflection of the mental, emotional, spiritual. It's, it, it's all the same. So I, d- I hope that wasn't too much of a deep dive. But you the know. punchline is, you know, really trust your body. Trust yeah. your body. Trust your body. If you go to a doctor and, you, like, your body, you have a response to your, in your body that, like, this doesn't feel right, like, whatever their diagnosis is, don't listen ask somebody else, go elsewhere. Your, if your body feels like, and these are just like basic spidey senses. Like you get a bad vibe, run. Don't, don't do it. Mm. Listen to your body. Yeah. yeah. That is so powerful to start tuning into the body. Like with the example you gave about hurting your shoulder, sometimes the logical mind will be like, oh no, like I just tripped over or I just slept bad or like looking for these logical explanations instead of really tuning in and just asking the question could this have been caused by something else like what is going on that could have led to this and I love what you were saying about how um like it's not eating the ice cream or doing anything else that activates joy it's we're activating joy within us so if we can activate it while eating ice cream doesn't that mean we can activate it by doing anything else or not doing anything absolutely yeah, if you can, if the if you can like sit and close your eyes right now and think of the joy that you feel eating ice cream, if you can it, bring that joy up just by thinking about it, then it's always there because like there is no ice cream present right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and one one example, um, one more example, I guess I'll give of this way in which our body will um, respond to what's happening in the world around us is uh I was working with a client recently who um had a really bad ankle injury and I when we got to like sort of dissecting what um was happening in their life at the at the time the injury happened and this was like I I tripped and fell kind of thing it was very much a like didn't have a steady, you know, home space and was always running around, you know, between meetings at work and, and was just not, not slow. His body, the body was literally like, slow down. Like you're not grounded and forced itself to, to ground, you know, like with an ankle injury, you can't, you can't be so mobile. So these, these things pop up a lot when you actually like take a step back and get curious about it you start to notice that it's, it truly is all connected. 
Yes. Love that. Do you have any final words you would like to wrap us up on? Have fun with it too. Um, I am super guilty of like getting really serious in, in doing the work and the deep excavation of what's happening internally. But there is so much like joy to uncovering this freedom. Um, just have fun with your journey. Uh, even when it gets really hard, when it feels challenging, you know, again, it's nothing's permanent. It's all always changing. So bring a little smile to your face. I used to hate when teachers would tell me that, um, but your, your mind doesn't know that it's a fake smile. And eventually with all habituated actions, um, it might, it might start to believe you. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I love this conversation, Sam, and I'm sure everyone else listening loved it as well. All your links and everything will be in the show notes. What's the best place for people to find you and connect with you? Um, yeah, so I'm on Instagram pretty actively. Um, I think if my email is, will be in the, in the notes, um, happy to, um, be on email with anyone. Uh, I know there's a time difference for our Australian listeners, so I'm, yeah. I'm out in Brooklyn, but yeah, Instagram is always a very safe bet. I'm, I'm always active on there and yeah, my website will be available as well. Yes. Amazing. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot and share on social media with your biggest insight. Make sure you tag me at by Rachel White on Facebook and Instagram. Have a beautiful day. Namaste. Namaste.